Okay, welcome to the No Apology Podcast. Uh, this is episode 30. I'm your gracious and humble host, Shaquille. To the left of me here, I have my brother. Um, every episode, my brother, Chris. I'm, I'm gracious and humble myself. <laughs> but what's up, though? <laughs> episode 30, man. Um, the main topic of this uh, episode is going to be are black people too comfortable? Mm. Um, and before we get into that main topic, we're going to just shuffle around. But that's just the, the, the main topic here. So we're going to tie that in for y'all shortly. But um, yeah, this I was on vacation this week at, from work. And well, y'all going to receive this episode on Monday. So the, the previous uh, week, I was on vacation from work. And, you know, this was, like, different because on the East Coast, well, precisely the New Jersey side of the East Coast, the restrictions got a little tighter. You know, yeah, restaurants, definitely. you know, you can't really be out. They close at 10, most of them, or even before 10. So it was one day this week where I was just like, yo, like what? I was just stuck. Like, bro, I can't go nowhere. <laughs> I was, yo, I was like semi-depressed my nigga i'm like yo this shit is crazy yeah bro. Like, man and i i never i wasn't in that space because you know i told you like i've been working you yeah. feel me so i forgot what day it was out of the week but i was just like super low like bruh this shit is crazy but what kind of helped i guess in a sense well one thing I, I did immediately like i accepted what was going on yeah at first i you know that was the first thing like all right you know the situation already. You know what we're going through. Blah, blah, blah. Next thing, I just started uh, reading. I, li I like audiobooks. I don't, you know, I like to read uh, too, but I like, I listen to the audiobooks. So I just picked up whatever book that I was reading. I started like listening to the book and I was just watching lectures. Mm. So just feeding my, feeding my, you know what I'm saying, my myself. That was like, the quickest way for me to kind of like get my mind off bounce of, right back yeah, yeah. and i was still thinking. in the crib though that's the thing i wasn't yeah. i could have like started walking outside and listen to the audiobook but i was just in the crib doing that stuff so that was like my moment bro and that shit that that was crazy so you know i want to just give a shout out to the people that's not really working or working from home during these times because like yeah. it, it's it's tough bro it's it's tough and I'm a I'm a, a person at this point in my life that I just like to be in the crib. You yeah, know what I'm definitely. <laughs> and that shit still affected me. So <laughs> that was that was crazy. Nah, it's different. And, and I'm one of those people that you feel me that that work from home and and it was crazy because my girl she she would go to work or whatever and I'll just be home by myself and it'll be tough to to work with the baby. So I got drop the baby off to my mom, you know, one of her grandmas or something like that. So I be in the house just by myself trying to focus on my work, but it's still tough because. I ain't talking to nobody, and after a while, it, it does start to, to fuck with your mental, and it kind of puts you in a box, because I'm just waking up, going to the computer, sit there for like eight, 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 eight hours, ten hours if I'm working OT, whatever the case may be, right. and just go to bed, you know, watch TV, go to bed, or, you know, do something and go to bed. Right. My day is over, right. and mentally, I thought I'll never miss this, and I actually read an article about it, like, missing your morning commute. Missing yeah. just waking up in the morning, taking a shower, putting your clothes on, you feel me, going to start your car, driving in traffic, like all that shit, bro. Like yeah. you miss it after a while. It's like, damn, 
life just kind of keep going on. You just kind of stuck in your house and months go by and it's like, damn, bro. Like, so I can definitely uh, hear what you're saying. And it's tough because, you know, the hardest things is to accept the things that are out of our control. Out of our control. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing. Out of our control. And that that's that's kind of like a COVID update. So I guess during these episodes, we could we could kind of continue to do that every now and then. When you when we got like an experience during COVID, we'll give like a COVID update. I guess in familiar the chronicles. Yeah, the COVID chronicles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying not even to make a joke out of it, but that yeah. is really what it is. It's really just yeah. times where it's just like kind of weird for us. So different times. In that same realm, I found an article that basically stated that airlines are discussing requiring proof of COVID-19 vaccination for passengers. And what that means basically is they're talking about not allowing people to fly if they don't take the vaccine. (laughs) What? (laughs) So even if you're telling me I didn't test positive for COVID, because there is some airlines or some certain states where you have to get tested before you can even go there. So yeah. my test saying I'm negative, you still want me to go take a vaccine <laughs> to show that I'm not going to get COVID-19? That just sounds stupid to me. Well, see, my first thought, I was like, I under, I, I was like, I understand it because I'm like, it's countries that don't want us in their country right now because yeah. of the, the whatever is going on. And I was like, okay, I get that because they want to be safe. But then I thought, I'm like, this. the countries aren't making us do this. The airlines are. So when I thought about it more, I'm like, oh, this is about money because mm-hmm. they can't have people traveling if they're not giving a positive test. And people are not, we already took a flight. Yeah. People, we weren't required to take a test. Yeah, we didn't. So when they're implementing this, you're now able to get more money and people are going to travel more if they do decide to take the vaccine. So I'm looking at that like, all right, this is just a get money scheme right here. Just the whole vaccine, yeah. you know, period. Like, we need to know more about it before they're trying to keep forcing it on us. And like you said, it's not like the states or this is a government issue. This is the airline. That's, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that, that's That sounds a little fishy to me. And I guess there was a um, there was an airline in Australia that already had announced that they would require the proof. But they... they they were still deciding. So this wasn't something that, you know, this is not something that's a thing, but to even talk about it, like JetBlue and United, when they were asked what they were going to do, uh, they didn't even respond to the comment, mm. which to me seems like they're still trying to decide. Yeah. They don't want to say no or yes Exactly on that matter. So, you know, that's, that's kind of crazy to think that, you know, it's a possibility that I might not be able to catch a flight because... I'm not gonna take a vaccine. Um, yeah, I, I really don't. I really don't know how to how to feel about that one. And then, to the next further extent, <laughs> there's another question that's been proposed. Being as though the stimulus is uh, uh, in talks, damn near every day, you seeing new information about new stimulus packages, the amount they're gonna give us, why they're gonna give us this amount. And this new question that they are uh, giving us is (laughs) possible proposals to give stimulus checks in exchange to take 
COVID vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> so in small terms, <laughs> they're possibly thinking about giving us stimulus checks if we take the virus. I mean, the, take the vaccination. Would this be in addition to the <laughs> stimulus check they already owe us for free? So <laughs> forget, you know what I'm saying, the the people that haven't even worked, the people that actually need the check. Exactly. Now you're pushing a vaccination on people to get money that the government is already supposed to be giving us. The money that we already had and needed again. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around all these things because, you know, we want to be as open-minded as possible, but, you know, there's certain things that is really going to be confusing, you know, and this is kind of confusing. I don't know how, you know, every single person feels, but just initially seeing that, all right, you know that people are, are basically, like, thirsting over a stimulus check, and now you're going to throw this, you're possibly throwing this vaccination on top of, you know, us receiving that. I don't I don't really I don't see that as uh ethical at all. I don't really uh agree with it. But so be it. We living in this country. Uh these people think that they can just make any type of rules and changes. And even going back to, you know, the the update that I gave, these lockdowns and all this stuff, they're going to have to change that eventually cuz this is fucking people up. Yeah, and it's more of a of a mental thing, but like we said in previous episodes, every time we talk about it, we life as we knew it before will never be the same, and it's, it's something hard that you know we got to grasp. But I feel like this is the reality, honestly. And as far as the the vaccination goes, there should be no proposal whatsoever to try to say that's the only way we're gonna get our stimulus check. Like, right. <laughs> like. I mean, it's still, like I said, the vaccine in itself is still up in the air. As far as what I've been staying up to date with, nothing yeah. has been finalized as far as passing through the FDA and everything like that. So all this is just talks right now. Um, but it's just crazy because, you know, you think about a flu shot, right? Yeah. And it's like some niggas don't take the flu shot because they feel like that's, you know, putting the flu into their body or whatever the case may be. And then you think of a situation like, like this, COVID-19, where – I didn't test positive for COVID-19, so I never had it. So now it's like, all right, it's a vaccine. Do I really need it? Right. Of course, a vaccine is supposed to not let you get it, but shit, I never had it in the first place. Right. <laughs> so right. I'm not really going to be eager to jump at the opportunity to go get one off the rip. Um, another thing is now you look at people like I was reading a story with Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. He lost seven family members, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there lost no, maybe more to COVID-19. Yeah. In a situation like that, you know, people well, are probably some, willing. Tell people who, who he is in case they don't know. Oh, Carl is. Anthony Towns is a uh, NBA basketball player for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Also from Jersey as well. So shout out to him. Shout out. But yeah, man, like those that probably got hit like from the rip that got affected by COVID-19. And even from, I would like to get your perspective, you know, having had it, like, would you want to even think about getting a vaccine off the rip, even if there wasn't even a proposal on the table? I mean, and yeah, be, even before I get into my perspective of it, like, there's, because you asked, you know, well, you didn't ask, but you said, you know, you want to know more information even before you even go into it. Exactly. They haven't even gave it. us that. Exactly. But they have now 
three presidents. They have uh, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and, and Bill Clinton. They are volunteering to get the COVID nineteen vaccine on camera to in order to promote the 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 public confidence to to indulge in taking this vaccination. So they haven't given us much information, but. These people are now going to try to take this vaccination on camera to ensure that it's safe. How do we know that they're taking the vaccination? <laughs> Yo, that's the first thing I was about to say. How do we know? How, how do we know that that was the fuck they're, they're injecting their bodies with? And you asked that's me my perspective rip. of having the virus. Trump had the. He said he had the virus. This man was out and about. Remember, he was in the the, the truck waving at people and shit. <laughs> Bro, when yeah. I had the virus, I couldn't even move. Like yep. I didn't want to go outside. I had to go for walks here and there, but. The shit that he was doing at his age, bro, I couldn't even do like half of that shit. When he was, oh, I'm good in three, two, three days. It seemed like he was good. I don't know what type of virus he had. I don't know. <laughs> That's but they do say it affects people differently. It does. But somebody like you know, not even just Trump at his age. That's what I'm saying. It gotta be something <laughs> wrong with me? that. Like, <laughs> and. Like you said, you never had the virus, so you're thinking, like, what am I really taking this for? Exactly. Me, I'm not really I'm not really on the side of taking it at all right now, to be honest with you. Uh I just think on a, a more I don't know. With with this, I don't wanna be on like a, a theory type of vibe but that's I'm, I'm more on the skeptical side of like well what is the what is the real motive behind all this shit so that's that's really why i'm kind of against it. there's not much information about you know the virus like you said but soon you know what i'm saying you're gonna be a lot of celebrities promoting this shit your favorite rappers you think so of course your favorite rap they're gonna help they already got the pr- three presidents Former presidents talking about taking it on camera. For what? For what? That's true. You think it's money or you think it's just a, a, some type of sub, subliminal messaging that they just want to keep this promotion going? Um, I mean, because COVID-19, like you said, it's a serious issue. It affects the bodies. You feel weak. So the the promotion everywhere, the safety of everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if there are going to be people that might even have it that will still not even take a vaccine. Right. Or, and go outside and, like you said, like be like Trump, shit, right. having it and just being out here. Right. And that's putting other people's lives at risk. And I, and I get that. Those need to be the ones that be the first ones to take them off right. the vaccine right. if there is one. But, like, like to what you said, we need to have more information. We need to see more testing. And by the president's taking it first, we don't know what the fuck they really getting. Right. <laughs> is right. it going to say COVID-19 right. on the bottle or, or something? Or is it going to be some water? <laughs> or is it going to be fluid? <laughs> it might be some fluid some for fluid. real. You, never, you really never know, honestly. And that's that's the, the, the skeptical, you know, aspect of it. You know, the notion that they're even thinking about not allowing people to fly or not giving a stimulus check. Unless you take this vaccine, it's kind of like, well, why you want us to take it so bad? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly why you, why, why you, why you, why y'all so like? That's like at school when they when they like give you that that um what is that shit? They give you that um the 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 SAT and shit and all that that all that shit them tests that you gotta take, but oh, not yeah, everybody you, trying to go to college. <laughs> but they try to make it seem like you gotta take the you shit. Gotta like, take it if you're gonna live life. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody's not trying to go to college, so. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the same thing. You know, everybody doesn't necessarily 
want what they have to give. So, you know, that's kind of my, you know, my outlook on it. Um, I think things are pretty much the same as far as to end the year out. I, you know, with Trump kind of like deciding whether he won or lost the election, that's still up in the air. Yeah. But everything with the vaccination is kind of, I mean, not the vaccination, everything with like the virus and like the, the packages to like help us, it's not really that important. It doesn't seem as important to the the governments um, to give us that help, to give us that aid, to be able to, you know, just sustain and, and maintain. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like you said, it's, it's a mental hardship and a financial hardship as well because now you're spending money on other things, your bill's going up, mm-hmm. you got to buy more food in the crib. like, And they know every American here is, is living through it, is going through it. Like, it's affecting everybody in their own way. Mm-hmm. So, man, we need it as a black community, need some type of, you know, stimulus. Keep coming. I, I think the best plan they have was giving us something they ain't month. Right. <laughs> but, you know, they ain't going to do that. They're trying to just give us enough. Um, so, yeah, kind of like kind of to, to, to segue into um, the main topic. Again, the main topic being are black people too comfortable? Um, not this Monday that you guys are hearing this, but the last Monday, a uh, black restaurant owner that, uh, in Dallas, Texas, by the name of Kevin Keeley of True Kitchen. I'm sure y'all all heard about this by now. He owns this restaurant, black man. And as you see in the video, there were... A couple times he had to just address a table, and I guess the girls were, like, twerking or, you know, just dancing. And he was off top, you know, because I don't really have to introduce the, the full aspect of the situation, but um, he that last time that he came back or the, the viral video that came, he was, like, real aggressive, telling them they can get the fuck out, all this other shit. Yeah, nah, and Wilder. Yeah, off top, you know, that part of it, you know, was totally out of line. Yeah. You know, and I seen other people that felt different, that he, you know what I'm saying, he, and when the news first came out, they only had that viral clip when he was, like, yelling and cursing everybody out, but it was other footage that showed that he was being polite and being more polite the first couple times where he was, talking to them but the even when you having to repeat yourself that doesn't still that doesn't give you the right to act out of character and unprofessional because you're still in a professional setting you think you just probably lost his cool like yo can i chill <laughs> i think can i, I definitely yeah what the fuck chill? <laughs> yeah i definitely <laughs> think like i definitely that. think he lost his cool i don't know him i don't know him but like i think he also may have just been passionate about his business yeah definitely. you know he and it sound it sounded like that um but i don't think that he should or men in general should ever you know talk to women like that um being able to hold your composure and be able to communicate whatever you trying to say is you know one thing but 
also on the flip side being able to receive that information is another and it was a lot of like man versus women things going on when this came out like oh men don't want us to have men don't want women to have fun and all these other like just like divide gender divides and i i that's going to continue to set us black set us back as black people as long as we continue to like allow situations like this to divide us as a whole collective of people because i think what a, what a lot of people don't understand with situations like this there's a certain there's a certain part of like the the culture i don't know what to call it whether it's the turn up culture or whatever there's a certain group of of people in that culture that don't see anything wrong with anything that they do they're they're against correction <laughs> but i mean was twerking like the, the biggest thing he was mad at because twerking is, is modernized these days yeah the white people love twerking <laughs> i think i think and his business is on the his his business was, is in the business district in uh in dallas okay it's on the so business it's a, district so it's okay, not it's like nice establishment urban yeah yeah so i don't think that even if he's against twerking i'm saying that's his prerogative that's his business if he doesn't want people to, to be twerking and shit as as people even if he didn't if even if it was men he didn't want to be dancing because when he said what he said the he said that he didn't want men and i'm paraphrasing of course because i don't remember exactly what he said but he said something on the lines of like he don't he don't want the men to disrespect themselves in here seeing girls twerking and stuff so it wasn't just about the women he wanted men to respect themselves as well in the establishment because it's yeah. not at that point us as men we know like when we see girls twerking you know what yeah. i'm saying like well, we're gonna look at the establishment. Oh, this yeah. is what they get right at <laughs> it's not it's not just about the, yeah. the the women it's about the establishment as a whole exactly it's gonna be a judgment on the establishment yeah. but i did hear the dj was throwing that shit on though. of course and you, can't, you can't you can't be mad <laughs> can't be mad at the DJ was it wasn't it, th- wasn't it throw that ass in a circle i, I think he yeah, was playing throw that, that ass, ass in a circle, circle. <laughs> so the, the girl's gonna throw that ass in a circle <laughs> period you know what i'm saying well, that's that DJ, I, yeah. thought, I thought he should know. But see, that's his. It. That's his fault. Cause you yeah. can't have. I think he got like Henny wings or some shit like that on the menu. You can't have Henny wings and then have throw that ass in a circle playing and not expect ass to be shaking. Yeah, that's that's, that's so. Me. And I'm sure after that, after that moment that happened, I'm sure shit changed. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm definitely. He, I know he got a, a playlist for the DJ. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? For sure. I know he switched. Well, he probably ain't switched the menu up, but he was, I think on the page, they was joking about like the food can make you dance. You know what I'm saying? All this other shit. Oh, it's, shit. The, it's the food that's going to make you dance yeah. and all this. So he, they kind of like not really taking it too serious and taking it personal. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, it was, it was like what I saw, like the, like, and I'll get back to the point I was saying, like, that that group that group of people it's like they're kind of like against any type of correction of like and that's just what i see from my perspective like you can't correct them if they're doing anything in like a setting like that yeah and you got to be open to that's his establishment you got to be open to whoever whether it's male or female i'm not choosing size for you know gender purposes but just anybody if you if if we're at fucking Ocean Prime and you know my pants is sagging and the 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 owners say 
yo, we don't allow that hair, pull your pants up, you know what I'm saying, like, first time I'm gonna pull my pants up, because I came all the way out here, I'm trying to eat, trying to eat, so I'm not, I'm <laughs> not gonna try to argue, or, yeah. or be like, why we can't do this, like, everybody else, sags everywhere else, like, yeah. That's just what he's talking about in his establishment. And actually, when I went to Ocean Prime, I had a hat on. They told me to take my hat off. You know what I'm saying? I took my shit off. Yeah, you got to respect the establishment. I think that's one thing he just wanted to put the pressure on. But one thing I can say is that um, no no matter how polite he was, once you start talking down on him, you know, all that shit go out the window. Yeah. He could have definitely went about it in a more professional manner. I, I get where he was coming from. If it's your establishment, you know, your rules, but it's the way you kind of go about it. Of course. And I think that's why it went so viral because you could tell boy was off his rocker right quick. Like, yeah. he, he got mad. Like, yeah. he really got upset. Yeah. I don't know how you get upset like that. That is, it's mad being thrown in the circle. But, you know what I'm saying? He ha- like you said, he has his, his uh, type of integrity that he may want to ma- maintain in that type of, uh, you know, environment or whatever the case may be. He didn't want people to get the wrong impression of him. Mm-hmm. I get all that in, in, in a simple mix. But like you said, you know our, you know the certain type of people, our people, <laughs> black people, when they want to get right, when they, when they're influenced by Henny Wings and, <laughs> and music, can you really get mad at them? Yeah. <laughs> I can't get mad. But at niggas will dance to anything though, so we can't even like kind of just use all oh, the music is this because yeah. niggas would be beatboxing on a, on a, a, a table and start dancing. You know what I'm saying like we just that creative. Exactly. So, I get, I get, like yeah, the music, this, the music, that, but it still comes, it comes in like a self control aspect too. Yes, that right. that comes into play because you're still at a restaurant. Like this whole brunch phenomenon, yeah, it's been around for a little bit, but like brunches haven't always been how it is now. Yeah, <laughs> in a sense, not not out here at least. Maybe in like other states and shit, but like how it is now with you know a dj and you know girls dancing and shit like that mm-hmm. brunch wasn't always that brunch was simply having food that was breakfast and lunch <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah real all chill, the like. other shit came in years later and people just trying to you know profit off of the you know the the uh phenomenon of just brunch let's let's make this a, a day party thing now it's a hot ticket they yeah they're gonna sell money on them brunch hours that was just crazy to see uh I just think just being having decency in establishment I don't I don't think that it should you know necessarily be considered or even taken as like oh you don't like black people or or you don't like black women or you don't like black men and I'm not saying twerking is indecency I'm just saying in the event that a owner of a restaurant sees whatever they see as it not being decent in their establishment, we got to take that for what it is. If they're not like being uh, racist towards anybody or like discriminating anybody, <clears throat> fine. You know what I'm saying? We just got to accept those things just as far as being decent human beings in, in establishments. I just don't feel as though, you know, the approach was right the first time he was saying it, mm-hmm. but we gotta also acknowledge that he did say it nice the first time. He he was polite, at least what we saw from the the recordings when he just was walking to the table. Okay, you know what I mean. So that's that's just that's how I how I feel about it. Um, I'm not really sure what other what other arguments people had about it. Like, what, do you recall any other arguments people had? Um, nah, I ain't really see nothing else. Uh, besides the ones I think we covered. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really, um, 
I'm not really in, you know, those type of environments. So I'm not really about to sit here and, and judge people for whatever. But like any event, like I said, I'm in an establishment. Somebody say they don't like what I'm doing. I'm going to either abide by their rules or I'm going to just leave. There's plenty of other brunt spots out here to to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty, pretty man, prevalent that that's a hot commodity in these days with our culture at least. So, you know, being as though that, that he is like a black man at that point, owning his own business. Yeah, black business owner. Gotta you know, just gotta, you just got to respect it, man. Because I think... And just as I'm just to throw it out there, like if this was a female, what would be, you know, what would be the responses to it? Is it is it just because it was a man saying this? Yeah, it, it definitely wouldn't have went as viral if a, it, uh, a black, you know, female restaurant owner was coming like that towards her female counterparts. <laughs> and that it would have probably more been perceived on a on a on a, a different note. It's like, all right, she just trying to tell us to chill, girl. Let's you know what I'm saying? Or some stuff like that. Whereas a man, you know, we have to show our masculinity. And you know, once his volume goes up to that temperature, now it's like he's talking down him, like I said previously. Um so it don't matter what you're saying at that point. Now it's your tone, now it's how you carrying yourself. But I mean like you said, we gotta respect it um as a black business owner. Um, I think we should respect any owner when you're in their establishment because you can go anywhere if you try and grab some food. <laughs> yeah, he he looked pretty young, so I think he should have known that him ye- yelling and shit like that wouldn't have really translated well. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Uh, and it's just ways it's ways to handle it. It's not it's not always about what you say; it's how you say it. You know, that's you know common knowledge. I think everybody knows. Uh, so yeah, let's hop into this main topic, man. Are 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 black people too comfortable? And this situation kind of stemmed me even like hedging towards making this a, the topic because even seeing the things that like drive our energies into like just arguing with each other. You know what I'm saying as black people, like just seeing people just comfortable walking around and, and like. Gucci slides and like just out here just acting like everything is just good like we don't have like a long way to go just as as, as far as this building as a as a, a culture a race um do you think that black people are, are too comfortable in, in the times now <clears throat> I mean I, I, that's a tough topic man um between a, a black African American and you know looking at it from both perspectives, uh, you know culturally as well as being an American too. So I, I, don't, I can't say like nowadays they're too comfortable due to the you know the riots, the protesting, the looting, and all everything that's going on. And I, I can see us moving in the right direction, but it's it's just been hard. Like the, even mm-hmm. the history of, of America, mm-hmm. like. We've been uh, oppressed this whole time, and people are are mentally fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it goes like, and I think you put this as one of the topics as well. And I don't mean to jump the gun, nah, but will. it goes from generation to generation. Yeah. So you wake up, ain't sh- y- your parents ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? You grow up in an environment where you're in poverty, your mom locked up, your, your mommy on drugs. You know the typical story. And then it's it's your your job at the end of the day to take yourself out of that environment and, and, and progress 
And sometimes it does depend on the circumstance. So to say that they're comfortable, I think it's, it's, it's being comfortable in a certain sense of how comfortable, bro. Like, that's not, I think that's that's why I kind of want to go with, with there with you. you. So with the trauma, right? And I'm not, I don't mean like comfortable with like the times that we're living in. If I said that, I ain't, that's a lack yeah, of that's what I'm trying to better understand. That's a lack of better terms on my end, but comfortable in the sense of like the with social media, right? Okay. You got like the TikToks. You got these these platforms where like people can go viral, and people could do these things for like five days, and if they don't go viral. They feel unaccomplished. <laughs> I think, you know, there a lot of times we 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 may even and I'm not I'm not saying you know every every single person, but sometimes that we we think that just because we're doing a lot means we're getting a lot done. Okay, like it's it's kind of like we're like confusing success. We're confusing our movement, physical movements, with success. So like we go outside and you know what I'm saying record this and then we go here and do this and then we do this like we feel accomplished but then when we're sitting still and trying to like figure our lives out we get depressed we feel like stuck so even in the sense of the things that kind of divide us as black men and black women are we comfortable with the things that allow us to get to that point are we comfortable with always letting it be a a war against okay this this man doesn't like any type of black women because of this mm-hmm. or this black woman doesn't like black men at all because of this situation and not really looking at the situation as a whole in its entirety and just making it about division and divide so that's why I'm kind of like shaping it as are black people comfortable you know, our black people too are comfortable in the trauma. The trauma that, like you said, you meet somebody, <clears throat> whether it's a friend, whether it's a, a girlfriend, whether it's a boyfriend. You meet somebody two years down the line, y'all done been arguing for years. Friends as well, you could put this in. Then you find out, damn, yeah, I, I'm like this just because, like, my mom and, and dad, they wasn't really listening to me like that. So I lash out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something that should be established well before you, you know, kind of engage in these situations and even have that, those consistent reactions without any, like, self-reflection. So okay. that's that's where it's, like, the that trauma that comes into play. Like, are we comfortable with, like, ignoring that shit? Yeah. And I think if, if you put it in that type of perspective, I, I do think so. And even kind of going back to the social media perspective or even media in general, Right now, majority of the news, you know, young adults or even old adults are, are based upon social media. People are getting their facts on the Internet. You know what I'm saying? Or or not even the news is already biased. So we ain't even going to talk about the news. But sometimes there'd be like misleading topics on the Internet, different articles. Everybody got their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Should be on a podcast. This is our opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think now we're just too comfortable accepting things as what they are. Like we're not doing the the background knowledge or learning the history or, you know, digging deeper into the person, even from the complex of, of knowing your friend and knowing that their, their parents, you know, put them through that. 
like learning how to talk to people, having communication issues and, and things. So, yes, people are not communicating. So, yes, we are being comfortable because we're not using our, our, our human intelligence as it's intended because we, we uh, rely too much on devices. You feel me? Yeah. Rely too much on instant gratification, mm-hmm. instant knowledge or whatever the case may yeah. be. So that, that's just ill. And elaborate on that, the, the instant gratification, because I think that's important. Speak more on that. Just the instant gratification is just, you know, uh, like you said, going outside and uh, recording yourself and then putting it out there to seeing who's going to look at me or who's going to know what I'm doing or, you know what I'm saying, that gratification in, into into knowing that I'm doing something right. Like, mm-hmm. I did this today. I put myself out there today so I accomplished something. Right. But really, I ain't do shit, but just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But mentally, I think I did something. Because right. you're moving. Because <laughs> you're moving, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And even like when we talking about like the former presidents, like all these all these rich people, I I was having a conversation prior to this, and I noticed that like a lot of these rich people, like Jeff Bezos and all these people, they'll like during this whole police brutality time of this year, like they would donate money to HBCUs. Yeah. But these same people, you can see on YouTube of them telling people that like how college is not or college degrees aren't really that worth it you know a lot of rich people not every rich person has a college degree so how i interpret that is a lot of these people that have these companies like a like a jeff bezos they donate to these people so they can have access to it because if you donate to these to these howard universities why wouldn't they then send these graduates to then work for you and these are highly established universities but tying into the topic here it's like they know that they know that well to to then donate and and give money so they can then uh, profit from that Mm -hmm. in a sense of having having allowing black people to work for me that graduated from these hbcus but when do we do that when do we invest in each other even on an average, I think if somebody sees you struggling, right? On an average, I would like to I would like to assume that somebody would just give you money. Like if you need like two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, and you're struggling, people will just give you money, mm-hmm. and they won't tell you how to get money. They won't try to help you to never be in that situation again. I think those are things that you know are more important than just oh, let me just give you this money because a lot of times what I think is it's a competition aspect in there. You know, you don't want somebody to be better than you. You don't want to give somebody that full knowledge, that full game because you're afraid of somebody being better than you. And that's just us being black. So I'm I'm not even talking about people. I'm just talking about black people. And if you're not black listening to this, you can probably even like use this with your own ethnicity. But I think a lot of times we're in we're in competition with each other. Yeah, and it's 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 crazy. It 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 really is, you know, a lot. And maybe it just comes from, you know, not having a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that you probably hit the nail on the coffin with that. And I think that that just goes on, you know, want to be better than the next man type of mentality that we come with. Want to be more stylish or have the the upper edge to say that you're doing better than the next man. 
So you, you hit some, some really deep topics just now, my yeah, baby. <laughs> no, seriously. It's like people would rather give you money to, to, than, than to show you ways to improve. And it's really like a miseducation that not only that we're being miseducated, but we're also miseducating each other for real, in a yeah. sense. And it's like, we don't even know that, but like we're, we're, we're arguing about things like this whole truth situation, just truth kitchen situation, yeah. to then further divide us. You know, as a gender. Yeah. You know, like, I love black women. You know, I, I love black women to the death. But I'm not against critiquing them. Like, I want black women to critique me as well. If, exactly. I, if I'm, if i like, doing something or, not, or I say something wrong in public, you know, critique me, you know, respectfully. I'm open to that. But I hold women to a, a, a stature where I, I, always think of, I always think of them in a good light. So... If thing and I'm not referring to this situation, just in I mean the truth situation, just in general. Like if I see something that you know could be uh, fixed or solved, being as though I'm a man, it shouldn't be ignored. It shouldn't be you know ignored just because I'm a black man saying it to a black woman. Now, if I'm being disrespectful and I'm not really like. I don't have good intentions behind what I'm saying. By all means, ignore what I'm saying. But if I'm genuinely trying to help, you know, that's something that I feel as though, you know, on both aspects, black woman coming to you and trying to help you with something, listen, ask questions. Both. Both sides. It's, 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 not, like, it's not like one person is doing uh, more than the other, or or anything like that, because we've both struggled. Men and women have struggled, you know, in in these these times. Whether you, whether you're talking about right now, or whether you're talking about years, you know, slavery times. And I think even to t- even have a debate about who struggled more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. <sighs> I think the the media does that a lot too, that to cause that separation, um, and that that shouldn't be the case. And just to jump like kind of back to a topic that you had mentioned earlier about you know maybe not all black people, people that didn't have anything, and just to kind of even go back to the whole truth kitchen situation, um, I think money doesn't doesn't really necessarily change people. It just makes people become their better self. And by not having something, when you actually get it, you know, uh, you kind of want to splurge a little bit, kind of want to have fun with it, and it kind of takes you out of your comfort zone, but at least it makes you be your true self. So even when it comes down to the situation of, of twerking, those women, and I'm not even to say women in general, maybe have just have been their true selves, you know what I mean? Just to be in that environment, they were still being themselves, as in they've done this shit anywhere, but they've never been in a type of environment like that to know that this is we're not supposed to be doing this and it's it's a mental thing too and it's, it kind of goes back to how you're raised and how your 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 family has certain expectations of you sometimes people live where their parents have no expectation of whatsoever of you know what type yeah. of influence or what type of culture or what type of knowledge they should have mm-hmm. so people for the lack of better terms don't have no home training yeah and it, it's tough to, to say that but you know it's That's just a great knowing. ass point, bro. Yeah, it's a great point. I don't mean to cut you off. That was I just wanted to throw that out there. That was a great <laughs> ass point. I ain't even yeah. I, that's that's 
Go ahead, <laughs> proceed. <laughs> yeah, so it, it just kind of goes to the whole mental aspect of it and kind of grasping it from both aspects. I definitely get his aspect, but just kind of going back to, you know, not having it and shit like that. But it's just crazy, you know, like you were saying earlier, how the media try to separate us and put us against each other. And I think it's not. it goes for men and women. Black people just have a hard time of, of taking that, that criticism. And like you said, you could take it, but there's some niggas out here that would take that shit and get aggressive and take that shit. You I mean, know what but I'm I, I can't sit here and act like I can always take the the criticism neither, because yeah. it, it comes in. It comes to a point where you then you then still have to respect the person that you're talking to, and exactly. that's not. It's that goes into just learning words, learning how to play with words, learning how to say the right things, how to say it, and not a lot of people know how to do that. That's something that has to be, you know, taught. You don't just naturally, you know, know how to just use words. We learn words when we're in school. So yeah. that's something that is not easy. You know, I, it's not it's not a thing about, you know, me just being able to take it. But it's like if I know it's coming from a good place, then so be it. But it's like if you kind of like like this guy having an attitude and like talking down, I'm not going to really be too receptive to it. And that's really, you know, that, that should be expected. Somebody's not going to be receptive to it. But even in this situation with, with him, the, we're not really, nobody's really acknowledging the times where he came politely and said things. So then what do we then say about, the, the group of people that he was talking to. Mm-hmm. What do we then have to say? Because I've really been only hearing, you know, things about him and, you know, what we all know he was wrong for as far as t- talking and cursing and stuff like that. Yeah. But. As far as that group of people, yeah. what we had to say about that, where maybe they may have been out of hand yeah. for, for even doing that in the first place or. But I, I didn't see their reaction. That's one thing I would say. Did they tweak on them? Like they started. No, I don't think. I don't think. But I think it was the. I don't think it was the reaction. I think okay. it was the lack of reaction. The lack of the reaction. lack okay. of listening to what he was saying, and okay. to and then having it go further. You know. Yeah. So to ignore him in the first place. Yeah. Type shit. So that from that point, and I think it comes with cancel culture as well because with with women, black women, you know, specifically, maybe like. People tread lightly with saying certain things publicly. Yeah. Um. I guess that's just the times that we're living in. I, I don't. I, I don't really. I can't really say I agree or disagree. Uh, I don't really like cancel culture because it kind of shuts people's voices off and it, it doesn't allow you to then really listen and understand. That's another thing too. People don't really listen to what somebody's saying. They usually just project what they think you're trying to say. So if I'm sitting here saying, yo, Chris, I just want you to, you know, speak up more a little bit, you know, just talk a little bit louder. Oh, man, you trying to control what I do. You trying to control this. No, but you're you're projecting that on me because you think that's what I'm just telling yeah. you just to speak louder because I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't really do that. So with that's this true. whole cancel shit and culture and all that, it's like we're looking to hear like what don't what doesn't sound right like it's not even like all right he could be right about what he's saying but what don't what doesn't sound right that this person or this individual is is saying that we could be like nah we don't agree we don't even agree with that we can't even have an open dialogue about what this person is saying because he's talking about this group of people or this person 
and that's tough. You know, just black women and black men alone, I think a lot of us are silenced. I'm not going to sit here and say one is, is more silenced than the other, but I think just how it's looked at just in the public world, society, when we're around other cultures, other races, you know, we kind of like gotta be on edge and kind of like watch, especially in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You know, being a being black. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. And you know, women are more are, are more agreeable in a sense, so they're more they're more able to just agree with things. Where men, we're more aggressive. Yeah, we're more like, nah, I'm not really with that. So I can see that being as though why why black black women will will get taken advantage of more or exploited more but i think on the flip side black men are just labeled a certain way based off of that just bravado yeah so you know it's a double-edged sword and i think the dialogue is important the dialogue is definitely important i think when stuff like this happens we should you know come together like have conversations, black black men, black women. Let's mm-hmm. set up a meeting. Let's talk about this. So at least that could start something small in a, in a room where like, all right, what we don't agree with here as black women and black men, what we don't agree with, what do we agree with? So then we could come to a common ground just in a small room. And that's just, I think that's just a, a, a short, you know, solution to a big problem. Yeah, and in a perfect world, that that would be the case. But it just kind of goes back to what we're saying about the comfortability of everything. Yeah. We're just too comfortable yeah. with, with accepting the influence. All it takes yeah. is a few people to be like, "Nah, he a fucked up individual," and now all everybody's like, "Nah, he fucked up." Right? Is there? Of course, there's gonna be people with other opinions and be like, "Nah, I see where he's coming from," and things like that. But we're just too easily motivated by. A uh, 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 majority type yeah. thing. If the majority says he was wrong, even if I think he was right, I'm gonna still say he was wrong just to be accepted yeah. or just to be viewed as you know somebody being positive. And, that, and that's just comes again like what you said. The the, the biggest topic is the comfortability. Yeah. We're just too comfortable. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I see what you're saying now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, though? I mean, I, I think we are. What do you think? I mean, I I definitely think in certain aspects, and by no means am I thinking about the times that we're living in now with police brutality and things of that nature. I'm not speaking on that. Yeah, and that's what I'm, I had I'm to speaking bring up on, <laughs> I'm speaking on, like, the long-term effects that that cause us to have a divide on each other and, and cause us to hate each other. That is kind of, like, what we're comfortable in, you know. It's not, it's not really about everybody just doing the same things and, like, thinking the same way, but... It's okay to disagree and and also knowing that we're on the same page. We're, we're it's still with love. I still mm-hmm. got love for this person as a black person, and just going about it like that. But when it gets to everything has to be blown out of just gender wars, that's what I don't like, and that's what I think that we're comfortable in just arguing about shit like that. Like I don't. I don't think I could ever really argue with somebody on social media, like on, on some shit like that. Yeah, like, I, w- I really wouldn't waste my time. Yeah, for somebody to even project that energy onto me, like like I hate black women or something, just because I'm, I'm I have a, a interpretation about something that happened. You feel me? So, yeah, man, I I I hundred percent agree that you know in in certain ways that we are comfortable. 
um, even in a in a, a economic you know approach. Like I brought up as far as like just seeing somebody struggling and you know everything like that. It's it's way more out here that we opportunities that we don't really um, capitalize off of. Um, maybe because going back to just that instant gratification. Oh, maybe I don't have to take advantage of this opportunity because I just got a hundred likes on this picture. Yeah, like I just got. 200 likes on this picture so I, I maybe don't have to worry about this opportunity because i might start a modeling career now because and that's no shot no no knock to people that want to do that but i'm saying there's a lot of you know just opportunities that are missed simply because of we're in our own way uh in a in a sense yeah speaking of opportunities and I, I think that's the the best way for for this type of comfortability to ever you know what i'm saying go away is for people to start actually taking the opportunities and learning and investing in each other and you know even the simplest thing is teaching your brother how to eat don't just feed him teach him how to eat things like you said earlier that's how we're going to get out this comfortability is keep growing and trying to bring people up with us and it's hard because not everybody going to want to come up with you right and i think those people that just accept being comfortable are those people that are not going to amount to their greatest potential or their greatest success. Uh, one thing I can say that it's been a lot of positivity, and I think this has been something, I don't know if it's been generational, but I, I like it. There are more LLCs being formed. There are more, you know, podcasts being started. It could be because of COVID-19. People are being more entrepreneurish, but I can see a push within just our generation alone about, you know, how we're trying to push more and and, and develop more, for ourselves but as a culture the the best way is going to improve is just not always a, accepting what you see and kind of doing your own research and, and, and kind of picking your own path type of thing because we all could get there but you got to want to succeed but that's the biggest thing yeah i i strong points bro i i 100 agree with that and just growing up you know being able to grow up not not growing up like you know I'm trying to grow up as fast as possible, but yeah. being as though you know that you're a man, growing up as fast as possible can you know kind of heighten that sense of growth. Uh, so I just believe that having those moments where you're open to just growing up and learning about yourself. Even that, you know, just understanding where you lack, where you don't, you know, where you where you're not as strong as a person, and if if you are, you know, lacking in in a the easiest thing you can do is hang out with people that aren't like you. Hang out with people that are different than you. If you don't like to go out all the time and you're kind of introverted, find a, a a person that you know is is you know like they like to go out you may learn certain things about how they talk when they when they how they move when they going out that's just small things you know in general man this is just a step and we probably gonna have a lot more you know conversations that involve just a question like this just to bring out that perspective and you know i'm 
very soon we gonna really start involving like guests and like real like people to really inter like interview and talk about these things because I think it's important to involve you know women in certain conversations like this so we can get that perspective. Yeah, definitely. Um. So yeah, I don't I don't really have uh too much more. You know, I don't want to give all the all the you know eggs out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Nah, we got more to come, man. I just think one thing just leave the people with is it should be a question to yourself. Are are you too comfortable? Yeah. And I think that's something that we need to ask ourselves every day, for real, for real. I agree, man. Um, just want to thank all the listeners again, always. Um, share this podcast with you know everybody you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is no apology. Uh, see y'all next week.